You're listening to the It's Not Your Diary podcast, and I'm your host, Ty. Here, we combine faith, tough topics, and journaling to maintain our wellness through life's everyday struggles and to reach generational healing. So get ready for some deep, eye-opening conversations and get ready to take notes. Remember, it's not your diary because what we journal about affects the generations to come. What are you leaving for the generations that come after you? Don't know? Well, let me help you. Just grab a pen, your diary, or a journal, and let's get into the show. What's in your diary? 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 Hey, welcome back to a bonus episode. So I have some great news. And I don't know how we did this, but I just wanted to let y'all know that last season, the podcast peaked on the podcast charts globally at number 372. Okay, I just had to share that because that's amazing. And I just want to say thank you to all our listeners, all our consistent listeners, all our new listeners. Um, I just want to encourage y'all to continue to share the podcast, this bonus episode. Please share it. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Remember, remember, remember to make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. If you don't have an Apple account, I'm pretty sure you can still leave the review. I might have to figure out how to do that. But yes, leave us a review on iTunes so that we can continue to chart next season or even during this off season. So I appreciate y'all so much. I just had to come and share that news. So I hope y'all enjoy this bonus episode. Let's get into it. Uh, So this is actually a bonus episode. And I wanted to actually record this because just like where I was and um, y'all know I'm in school right now and uh, I was reading this past week and I stumbled across something that I thought was pretty cool and I wanted to share it and it kind of like all tied into like what I've been doing with the podcast as far as it being like this past season was a strictly and a lot about like our relationship with God and our walk with him. So I've actually been going through the process of creating something just based off of like how I've been journaling, how I've been like learning to journal at a deeper level. And I was like really taking that and putting it together to create something that I could actually share with the listeners, you know, everybody who subscribes to our email list. This is something that I've been working on um, I would say for about a year, I really have just been coming up with small ideas over the past year or June will make it a full year. But I actually got this idea like about a year ago to put something together so where people could actually journal to heal and they can do it on their own or even like doing a, um, video journals and like going through that healing process. So in me doing that, I stumbled across something. It's like the top eight things that people struggle with. People are struggling with this for their entire life. So this is not something that's like temporary. This is something that for their whole life, these are all the things that they're trying to accomplish. This is what sparked me even creating the new system that I've been creating. And I'm actually going to do it privately with everyone subscribed to our email list 
first. So it'll be us in a free community where we're going through these processes and we're, we're going to vote. Like everybody in the community is actually going to vote on what they think they want to work on and the majority will rule. So these are the topics. So the first one is happiness. Number two is money. Three is emotional freedom. Four is peace. Five is joy. Six is balance. Seven is fulfillment. And eight is confidence. Those are the eight. And now in me creating this, it just sparked something in me. And I was like, okay, I got to do a bonus on this because I was reading this past week, like I said. And I stumbled across this passage while reading. And it says, self-compassion involves developing attitudes of caring, non-judgmental, being accepting, and being kind to ourselves. Self-compassion can enhance the well-being of me as a therapist and the relationship that I will have with my clients. So in me reading this, I was like, okay, I think I need to look up self-compassion a little more. If this is something that I have to have as a therapist first before I even go out and, you know, start working with clients and everything. So the first thing that I did was look up compassion and the definition, the worldly definition, when I looked on Google, um, it said compassion is sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. So that was the definition in Google. But then when I looked up compassion in the Bible, it says kind, like being kind or being an inner ally. So once I did this, I said, okay, I need to go a little deeper. When I looked up self-compassion, it meant being warm and understanding towards others when we suffer, fail, feel inadequate, rather than ignoring our pain or criticizing ourselves. And I'm like, hmm, okay. So let me let me do a little more research. So when I looked up inner ally, that meant uniting with ourselves for a specific purpose. So it was just crazy because I'm like, wow. This is just me studying for school and how this matched up with what I've been working on for a year now is just crazy to me. I just thought it was insane. And so then I wrote out a list. So if you want to write this down, go right ahead. Because self-compassion means we need to be caring, non-judgmental, accepting, kind, have humility, be gentle, and be patient. And what was crazy was, I'm like, okay, this is self-compassion, but what does the Bible say about us having compassion? So in Colossians 3.12, it says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. When I saw this, it took me out. When I tell you it took me out, it took me out because I was like, wow, we literally are searching for everything that God is. And when we think about it, when we think about like the world that we live in and the way we navigate and who we are, us being able to find everything that we've been searching for, you know, these top eight things, we literally, it starts 
with self-compassion. The awareness to know that we are not being compassionate with ourselves. Because if I can be caring, non-judgmental, accepting, kind, have humility, be gentle, and be patient with myself, first with God though, but with myself, then I can go out and show that. And like, yes, it's not always easy to be caring and non-judgmental or kind, accepting. You know, it's not always easy to be patient. Like we know this. But the fact that we're searching for happiness, for money, for financial freedom, for peace, for joy, for balance, for fulfillment. Like the fact that we're searching for all these things is just insane to me because God is literally already telling us what to clothe ourselves in. And so that really took me back like, okay, am I doing these things? Am I making sure that... This is where my focus is and my focus on being compassionate to myself so that I can then at some point, not just to my clients, but to everybody in my life. Am I creating an environment where I'm being compassionate? Like, so this is the question, like, this is everything that is going through my head. Like after I read this, cause I'm like, okay, let me check myself real quick. And so then it actually made me just do a little more digging What are the challenges that people are having? Why isn't that they can't find happiness? Like, why is it that we're searching for happiness for our entire life? So some of the things, like, these are the biggest challenges that these are people's responses in this survey. So when it came to happiness, the challenge that everybody was facing was they were saying, like, I'm just not happy, but I can't figure out what I want or what to do about it. When it came to money, the biggest challenge people were saying is, I don't have enough money to accomplish the things I want to do. When it came to joy, the biggest challenge, the biggest challenge that people were having, they were saying, no matter what I do, I just can't find a way to experience joy in my life or my work or um, to build the right types of relationships that bring me joy. When it came to peace, The biggest challenge was people saying, I have no sense of peace at all in my life. I consistently worry and I'm anxious about what I'm doing, who I am, and where my life is going. When it came to confidence, their biggest challenges were them saying, my confidence has been rocked and I feel so insecure and unsure about my abilities. I don't think I have anything important to offer anymore. Then when it came to fulfillment, they were saying, I don't feel fulfilled in what I'm doing, but I don't think I have a choice about what's, what to do about it. And then the balance, they said, I can't find a way to balance my work, my personal life or juggle what I want to do or even what I have to do. And then when it came to fulfillment, they were saying, I don't feel fulfilled in what I'm doing, but I don't think I have a choice about what to do about it. And then when it came to freedom, they were saying, I don't have the freedom or control in my life to pursue my true purpose or the direction I want to. So what was crazy was the commonality. So like, do you hear that? Do you hear the commonality in each one of these? And Also ask yourself, are you telling yourself any of these? Are any of these areas that you feel like you're constantly working towards? 
Because if you are, like the first thing that popped out to me from this list was a bunch of I, I, I don't feel, I don't think, I don't feel, my confidence, I feel, I don't think, I have no, I'm doing where I am, no matter what I do, I want to do, I'm just not, I can't, I want. So it's a bunch of eyes. It's a bunch of eyes. And like one thing that I've talked about over and over and over again is the fact that like we have to take us out of it because we were not created to do what we want to do. And when I say like, I think this is something that we struggle with so much, like these eight things, like we struggle with them so much because we are trying Because it's all about I, it's all about me. It's all about what I want to do. For example, recently I had to step away from something that I was doing because I was being obedient. And because it was what I wanted to do, even though like God had gave me, given me the okay to do it. He knew my heart. He knew what I wanted to do. But then it was like, he was testing me. Well, are you going to step away from what you want to do for what I need you to do? And I talk about this all the time and I just like really cannot stress it enough that we, we eventually have to get away from I, me, um, and all the like my, like, yes, it is about you. It is your life. But at the end of the day, you don't control it and you trying to control it. You saying, I don't have enough money to accomplish the things that I want to do. But do you have enough money to accomplish the thing that God needs you to do? You know, if you're saying no matter what I do, I just can't find a way to experience joy in my life. Well, what about is is God putting you in a position where he wants you to enjoy your life exactly as it is? You can't find a way to experience joy. What if you already have all the joy there? You're just looking for something else. You know, if you're saying I have no peace at all in my life, is it that you have no peace? Is it that you're praying about the fact that you have no peace? My confidence has been rocked and I feel so insecure. Well, are you showing yourself compassion? You know, for me, balance was a big thing. Like I can't, I was that, I was, I'm in that, you know, of I can't find a way to balance my work and my personal life or juggle what I want to do or what I have to do. But at the end of the day, was I putting myself in a position where I was seeking God to find the balance? Did I have my order of operations in order? What, what, am I working out of his order or my order? Is it about what I want to do or is it about what he wants me to do? So I had to step away. Like I kept praying, you know, God, you told me to step into this situation, you know, if it's meant for me to step back into it because you told me to step out, if it's meant for me to, because in my heart, I want him to tell me it's meant for me to be stepping back into this. I want, I wanted him to tell me what I want him to tell me. But at the end of the day, I have to be okay with the fact that he never gave me the approval to step back into doing something that I was really enjoying doing that I was really good at. But then I'm struggling, right? I'm struggling to find this balance. But I'm not even aligned with him. And not that I'm not aligned with him. I'm trying to do what I want to do. It's all about me. It's all about what brings me joy. When really, 
maybe that's not what I should be doing in this season. Maybe, yeah, back in November, that's what I should have been doing. But right now, it's a new month. It's a new time. The seasons are changing. So where should I be now? And then also like the attitude that I have in this season towards what I should be doing. And then that's where the self-compassion comes in because then God has me in a season that I I might not necessarily want to be in because of, of course it's uncomfortable. Of course I have to embrace it. Of course it's uncomfortable and I got to embrace it. Okay. But then am I showing myself compassion or am I still beating myself up? Am I still being caring to myself? Because if God has me in a season where I'm serving my family, let me just break this down. Every week, I do the same thing. For the past couple weeks, like I've been just fasting and I've been trying to clear out my head because the hardest thing is being obedient when the obedience means doing something that you don't necessarily want to do, that you don't necessarily find joy in. So here, here, here's where the eight things come in again longing for joy when God has put me in a situation to find joy in exactly what I'm doing, to be compassionate with myself exactly where I am, to be caring, to not judge where I am, to be accepting of what I'm doing, and to not beat myself up over the fact that I'm not doing what I want to do right now. Um, This just doesn't look how I expected it to look, like taking all of those negative thoughts and just like pushing them to the back of my head, even though it's hard. So literally asking yourself, you know, if you struggling like me, like I literally have been struggling with the balance. You know, I was telling people like, you know, I'm not going to be going out. I can't be doing anything. I really just got to focus on business and family. When really God is like, no, let's just strip it all away. It's me, you and family. That's it. And now you got to be okay with just that. And when I say I've been doing the same thing every week, I wash the same clothes every week. I clean the same floors every week. I wash the same dishes every week. I cook new meals every week. You know, some things have changed. Like this past weekend, I did a few things for myself, but it hasn't been like that consistently. You know, that was just one weekend. And it's just like, how am I going to allow my attitude to be in this season where I'm doing the same thing every week? And it's not things I want to be doing, but I'm doing them because I'm serving my family and me serving my family. It helps my mental space. And it's like, okay, well, if you can't balance all of this, I'm just going to slowly take one thing away. One thing. And I feel like that's what's been happening every month. Oh, you still can't balance it. I'm just going to take this away, too. You still can't balance it. I'm going to take this away, too. And focusing on like, where's my attitude and God taking things away from me? Where, where is it? Am I still now trying to control it? No, absolutely not. And I'm learning now that that's okay. It's okay because again, I'm still on his path. I'm still doing exactly what he needs me to do. And yes, it's hard. And yes, it's confusing. And yes, I don't want to do it and I don't get it. But guess what? I'm serving. I'm serving. I'm being obedient. Um, I'm finding the joy. So sometimes God puts us in positions and strips us of things so we can find the joy exactly where he has us. Because at times he's going to move you to places where you don't want to be. And guess what? You got to fix your attitude real quick. Because if you don't, then it's like, God, you know, I don't enjoy this. I don't find peace in this. But you can. 
You can enjoy it. You can find peace in it. And it's like we can't have all these things. And sometimes we fight. We fight so hard against who he's trying to mold us into. Because I'm looking at this season that I'm in, like I'm just getting, I'm, I'm allowing him to mold me. I'm allowing him to move me and shift me. But if, if I hold on so tightly to the things that I want, to what I want to do, to where I want to be, to the things that I feel like bring me joy, then I'm going to miss every single lesson that he's trying to teach me. So like, if that's you, like if you in a season where you don't understand it and you like are constantly trying something else and you're taking on more, like just think about it. Think about where you are. Think about, man, was he trying to get me to let go of this? Because what I was doing was just, okay, I'm facing north right now. Let me turn west. Maybe this direction will work. I'm not letting nothing go, but I'm just changing, shifting directions, shifting approaches. When really, I just needed to let some stuff go. Because what I've accepted is, you don't, we don't, we weren't created to have this capacity to take on all these things. Like we just weren't. And so when you look at everything you're doing, Picture it as a venue. Picture it as I'm standing in this room in this venue and it only has a capacity for so many people. Like you literally can only fit so many people in this space. Your life is that venue. And at some points in your life, God needs 60% of that capacity. Maybe he'll need 20%. But you got to make sure because I had to make sure that like I wasn't filling up my venue with all these other things because that's what I've been doing. So as he's stripping things away, as he's telling people like, no, like we took capacity. Oh, God, like it's only you said it's 100 people can fit in here. No, no, no. 25 people can fit in here because I need the other 75. And so accepting that and being okay with that, like that's where I am. Like my venue has been a capacity for a lot of my life. And I just have to get to a place where I have time. I have space. I have room because what happens when think, just think about it. What happens when a venue is too capacity at all times? At all times, at all times, um, I I can use like a venue that's here. So Soldier Field, what if it's to capacity at all times? What happens? It's garbage everywhere. Who cleans that? Who can clean that up? Those people got to leave. At some point, the venue has to be emptied so that the cleaners can come in and clean it all up. Because what happens when... It's filled to capacity 24-7 for for years. There's no room. There's no room for anything else. There's no room for change. There's no room for new people. There's no room for um, new sports. No, No room for new events. No room for new things to happen. And that is where I am. Like being compassionate in my venue, even when it doesn't look how I want it to look. Even when the events going on in my venue aren't the events that I want to be happening there, God ordained those events to be going on. 
So that's okay. Where's my heart? Am I going to still be obedient? Am I going to still be humble? Am I going to still be patient? Because this is where I am, like, letting go. And when I tell you letting go, meaning that's letting go of anyone, anyone. I recently um, had a situation where I just had to text a family member, like, you know what? I don't have the capacity to invest in these relationships anymore. I just, I don't have it. I don't have it. And and I can't, like, my venue is only so big. It's only so big. I can't just build more. There's only so much that can fit in. And I don't want to, I don't want to commit to something that I can't commit to. I don't want to have you standing outside the venue. And then, yes, sometimes you can come in, but sometimes you got to stand outside. That's not fair to you. It's not fair that I don't have the capacity and that's okay. Again, being compassionate. That's okay. I'm accepting it. Sometimes we have to accept when our venue is at capacity. We have to accept when when we can't take on anymore. And that's what I've been learning like over the past year, just like allowing God to really mold me where I am. And sometimes we think about it and we're like, oh no, healing has nothing to do with God, but it has everything to do with him. And when we X him out of it, then it's us. Then it's all about us. Then it goes back to the fact that we want this. We want that. Yeah, of course. Like, like I want to just be done with school, but that's just not how it works. I got to be patient. I got to be accepting of that. I have to be kind to myself through this process. Oh, do I want to be reading all day, every day? No. That's not what I want to be doing, but am I going to have the best attitude? Yes, because then I can come across something that says compassion involves developing attitudes uh, of caring, being non-judgmental, being accepting, being kind to ourselves. I run across something like that and then I can share it on this platform. So it's like my the capacity that I have, my venue is so open now. Now I can do things, some things that I enjoy. I can serve my family. I can serve God. I can still bring a message to the podcast, but also still go back and clean up and wash the same clothes that I washed last week and cook for the same people that I cooked for last week and cook for myself and learn how to do things consistently for others, but also doing something that does bring me joy in the same breath. But if I have this like negative attitude, do I find that peace? Do I find that joy? Do I ever find that happiness? I don't think so. Do I ever find that balance? I don't think so. If I'm if I'm always at capacity doing everything that I want to do, I'm always going to be over capacity. And I really just want to encourage y'all like in your life, sometimes your capacity and your limits will cost you. They will cost you. They will cost you the things that you love, the things that you're passionate about, the things that that you don't want to let go. But get into a place where you know this is God. This is God telling me to let go. And I can't convince him that I don't want to let go, that I can't let go. I have to ask him to allow me to let go. I have to get to a place where he can work on me from the inside out 
so that all the work that he's doing on the inside, now I'm showing on the outside. I I can be loving. I can be caring. I don't have to judge people. I can be patient and I can be gentle. And in me doing that, it's not about me anymore. I'm trusting that as long as I'm doing exactly what I should be doing, that the money will come. The happiness will come. The joy will come. The peace will come. The confidence that I'm searching for, it will come. The fulfillment that I've been searching for and I need, it will come. Like the balance will come. The freedom, it will come. Like if this is what I'm searching for in life, if this is what I'm struggling with, if this is what I can't find, you got to be willing to sacrifice anything and everything. That even means the thing that you are so passionate about because maybe in this season, it's just not the right time for you to be doing that thing. Maybe there's only one thing that God needs you to be focused on right now and trusting that no matter what happens, I'm still going to tithe. Even if I don't know how I'm going to pay all these bills, like I'm still going to be obedient with my money, even though I struggle with this thing, like like this is what so many of us struggle with, just understanding that whatever we struggle with and whatever it is we are longing for, that we don't have to go out and try to find it and try to like put people in our lives that will bring us joy, try to surround ourselves in environments that we feel like are going to bring us joy, like Oh yeah, posting this type of picture, it, it gives me confidence to get light. Like my confidence comes from this thing. My happiness comes from this thing. My fulfillment comes from, you know, people saying certain things to me, but reevaluating it. When you are compassionate and loving to yourself first, your validation doesn't come from people, from money, From having a balanced life, your validation is already within you. So it's easier to let go of the things that that you love because my validation doesn't come from me being creative, even though like I love being creative and it's a part of me and like I can be creative in other ways. And and sometimes it is so hard to accept that, but we got to accept it. And yes, like we might get to a place where things are so confusing and we might feel so broken, but we're searching for these things in life because it's confusing, because we feel confused and we do feel broken. But when we're unable to think clearly, who can we invite in? Because last season, like I feel like we went in, we went in on what we needed, on, on where we needed to be, on the things that we needed to do. And as soon as we can accept that like God is in the middle of us finding the healing, it's generational healing because it's not just about us. Because if I spend my entire life searching for happiness and for balance and putting all these things before um, what God needs me, like then I'm just going to give that down to my kids. If I can't find it now, then they're gonna, they never going to be able to find it. They're going to always be busy. They're going to always be searching. 
And honestly, like I just start having to make dates with myself. Like, no, every week me and my husband, we going on dates. It's non-negotiable. Like nobody comes before that. Every week I'm going to pray. It's non-negotiable. Nobody comes before that. So think about the capacity that you have. Think about if you're struggling with balance, I really want you to think about your capacity. Think about your venue. Think about how many people you can let in. And I'm not talking about literal people. I'm saying people as in things. Am I able to let in five different jobs? Am I able to balance that? Balance being a parent, balance my relationship with God. Am I able to also then add in working out? Am I also able to add in meal prepping? Am I able to also like whatever it is, am I able to add in um, budgeting my money? Like, like, do I have time to do all these things? Like what's suffering? Figure out what's suffering. If you got something on this list of eight things, like really, I want you to really ask yourself, what's suffering in my life? How does my venue look? Have I allowed the cleaning people to come in and clean it up? Or is it clouded? Is it is it so many people, so much garbage everywhere? Like really figure out where you are. And then to wrap it all up, Paul ends up giving a strategy to help us live for God now just just listen, okay? The So there were six different strategies, and I want y'all to write these down. So he wanted us to imitate Christ's compassionate, forgiving attitude. Two, he wanted to let love guide your life. Three, he wanted us to let, let the peace of Christ rule in our heart. Four, he wanted, to, wanted us to always be thankful. Five, he wanted us to keep God's word in us at all times. Six, he wanted us to live as the Lord's representatives. Again, when you line these up, like if you wrote all of these now, just think about it. Think for a second. Look at the eight things that people are struggling with. I want you to look at what self-compassion is. And then I want you to look at the strategy that Paul gives us to live for God. And just see how they correlate. See how God has been taken out of so many aspects of everything that we do on a day-to-day basis because it's what we learned. It's what we've known for our whole lives. And just think about, think about it. Just think about it. And so um, for our next bonus episode, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek because I had a little more to actually say about this venue because when I was thinking about it, I was thinking about everything that I've just been taking on. So I wanted to go a little deeper on the next bonus. So stay tuned for that. And so with all that being said, I want y'all to make sure that you are subscribed so that once things do start coming out about us working on these eight areas that we struggle in so much, like I want you to be a part of it. So make sure you subscribe to um, our email list. You can subscribe at itsnotyourdiary.com backslash subscribe or just go to itsnotyourdiary.com. Make sure you're subscribed. And that is it for this bonus. And I will talk to y'all next time a bonus goes up. Bye. Mm-hmm.